I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And then our scripture today is Proverbs 18.10. The name of the Lord is a fortified tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. All right, thank you, Paula. And I'm going to invite Hermie, Pastor Hermie, to come at this time. You know, I just wanted to say a word about Pastor Hermie. You know, I, I love Pastor Hermie. We got to go on a mission trip together, slept in the same room. You know, and you get to know people that way. Hermie is fun to be around. He's just like a happy guy. You know, he's always smiling. You're gonna, when he preaches, you know, he's just, he's happy, but he's passionate. And he's got a love and a commitment for his wife, Jana, for his son, Ethan, and for Jesus, and for the Word of God. And we are blessed to have Pastor Hermie as our youth pastor. Don't you agree? <laughs> Amen. Thank you. <laughs> so... Give it to us, Hermie. Thank you. Um, good morning, Calvary. Uh, good morning, um, streamers, our live viewers, and maybe some of my um, members of my family back home are watching me right now. So this is actually an opportunity, you know, to, to share the Word of God, not just here in Fargo, North Dakota, but as well as for those who are outside of this country. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. But anyway... Um, we'll be talking about the name of the Lord, so I don't have my, um, uh, my bulletin here. But at the back of your bulletin, you can find a, a, a brief summary about my name. What is the story behind your name? Okay? So that would help you. Thank you, Pastor Dave. That would help you um, know me a little bit better. I don't. Honestly, I don't really like my name, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so you can read that a short description about my name and how I, got, how I got my name and stuff like that. But this morning, we will be talking about the name of the Lord. Not about my name, but about the names of the Lord. Okay, and I believe that his name is very amazing. And that's even the reason why, why we use his name when we pray. We pray in the name of Jesus. Because we acknowledge the power, that there is power in that name, right? We use his name in a lot of ways. And that is one of the signs that we acknowledge that there is power in the name of Jesus. Before I go on, I would like to share with you a story about a, a Filipino family. This is not a joke. This is a real story, okay, since we're talking about names today. Okay, here's one of the stories I heard back home that I would like to share with you guys this morning. This is from the interview of a Filipino who was given the most 
given the most unique name ever. So he said, it started with my father, named my brother, Macaroni 85. His brother's name is Macaroni 85. For him, it was a saucy, like sauce, like spaghetti sauce, a saucy version of Macario, which my grandfather wanted to name his grandson. Now, after my brother, Macaroni 85, as an alternative for Macaroni, my father named my sister Spaghetti 88. So we got Macaroni 85, the brother. He got a sister named Spaghetti 88. He said, I wasn't really planned. And since my mom was already in her 40s, by that time I was born, my father thought of naming me something that closes a letter to symbolize that I am the last child. So, I was named Sincerely Yours 98. (laughs) So, Macaroni 85, Spaghetti 88, and Sincerely Yours, 98. Sincerely Yours, 98 name went viral when he took a, 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 um, how is it called? A, a qualifying exam to get into one of the elite schools in the Philippines. And people were just like, what? Is that really his name? Sincerely Yours, 98. But that trend did not actually end with me, he said. My sister Spaghetti wanted all of her children to have cheese in their names. Because, you know, he said, what is spaghetti without cheese? You know, in the Philippines, not here maybe in America, but in the Philippines, whenever you eat spaghetti, you can't have spaghetti without cheese. You need to have cheese in your spaghetti. So, she named her kids Cheese Pimiento and Parmesan cheese. Two daughters of spaghetti. (laughs) Well, it is the same thing as we are seeking to know God more and more. One of the greatest ways to know God is by the names given the Bible. Right? Now, in the ancient Hebrew culture, a name meant so much more than just what you call the person. It reflected a person's character or circumstances. Like, for example, Satan means opposer or adversary. Devil means accuser or slanderer. This tells us a lot about Satan's role as as he opposes God and man and seeks to accuse both. When God told Abraham that he was only, he was 100 years old, that his 90-year-old wife, Sarah, would give birth to a son. So Abraham and Sarah were just like laughing at it. What? How can that be possible? Sarah went on to give birth to a son and name him Isaac. That means laughter. There is always a story behind a name. So what's your story? Wayne Grudem said this about God's name. 
the many names of God in the scripture provide additional revelation of his character. These are not mere titles assigned by people, but for the most part, his own descriptions of himself. As such, they reveal aspects of his character. The names of God given the names of God give Christians tremendous comfort because they reveal aspects of his nature and character. So that's the reason why this morning's sermon I entitled I, I titled this There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. Now Proverbs 18:10, what does it say? Please open your Bibles to Proverbs. Proverbs 18:10 says, "The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runs to it and are safe." Okay, as I go on, I would like to um as I have told you before also that I learned English grammar through I mean English through studying English grammar. Now, in this verse, Proverbs 18:10, there are two adjectives that we can find that verse and one verb. Okay, one adjective describing, well, adjective describes something, right? So, one of the one of the adjectives that we can learn and find that verse is this. It describes the name of the Lord. And this is how that verse describes it. Strong tower. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. It describes the name of the Lord. Now, the other adjective that we can learn from that verse is this. The righteous runs to it and are safe. Are safe. The second adjective is describing those people who run to that. Who run to the strong tower. Who run to the Lord. It's describing now, if you run to the Lord, you are what? You are safe. And then the verb that we can find in that verse is the word run. Okay? The word run. Now for us to be able to enjoy and embrace the adjectives, we got to do something. And that something and that verb and that action that we can do is to run to that name. That name is a strong tower. And if you run to that name... You are safe. Okay? So those are two, uh, the two adjectives and one verb. Now we live in the world where safety is no longer felt by almost everybody. Right? Park in some places are no longer safe. Missing persons increase in number every day. Homicide is increasing in number as well. Unborn babies are no longer safe in, the, are no longer safe in their in their uh, mom's tummy. Bullying is rampant in schools. War in other countries are still ongoing. Racial discrimination is still at its peak. Injustices, bribery, robbery, scammers are all over. Some internet stuff are no longer safe for our kids and even to us adults. Some of the, some of the ads online are not safe for kids. And because of this pandemic we face, we have become less and less sociable. We tend to hide and be off on our own. This is no longer safe. This community is no longer safe. 
Shops are closing. Um, some businesses are going bankrupt. We are threatened, stirred up, scared and vulnerable that somehow we get infected. Right? Now look at this. Where can we run, for, where can we run to for help? The government will eventually run out of money. The pandemic support of those who lost their jobs are stopped at this moment, right? Just like last week or this week. Mr. President Rodrigo Duterte, my president back home in the Philippines, announced last week that Philippines runs out of money to support the affected hungry Filipinos. What should we do? Where can work? Where can we run for safety? When you go to shops in town, wearing masks is required. Why? For safety purposes. Why does the U.S. get a lot of immigrants from all over the world every single year? Why? For safety. Why do we get a lot of refugees here in the U.S. from all over the world? From those war country zones. Why? For safety. But they don't know that according to the Forbes survey dated May 9, 2019, on top 20 most dangerous places to live in the world, United States topped at number 16. And Philippines topped at number 14. This country is no longer that safe for everybody, but we are warned though that when troubles come, we can run to the Lord. When troubles come, run is the key. Run is the only verb. Run is the only action that we can find in this verse that say the righteous runs to it and are safe. The world is no longer safe. But the good news is this. We can run to the name of God. We can run to the name of the Lord. And it is being described as what? Strong tower. And we're safe. Now, the first thing that we, can lo- that we can learn from this is this. There is power in the name of Jesus because his name is our abundant security. His name is our abundant security. It's a strong tower, my brothers and sisters. It is a strong tower. It's abundant security for you and for me, for all of us. And that reveals, his name reveals his personality. It reveals the personality of God. He came to be with us. Emmanuel from Matthew chapter 1 verse 23. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him. What? Emmanuel. That means God is with us. We can, name, we can run to that name and that name is a strong tower or abundant security because that reveals his personality. He will be with us. He came here. He came here to be with us. In fact, in, in John chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning, God, in the, uh, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. Before time begun, the Word, which is the Lord Jesus Christ, existed already before time created. Now I want you to think about it, that that word, the word Jesus Christ became flesh and dwelt among us in according to John chapter 1 verse 14. To be with us. To dwell among us. Now, look at that. So when you really think about it, we're so safe. 
God is with us. So there's no reason for me not to run to him for help. There's no reason for me not to find safety in him because he is with us. He's Emmanuel. God is with us. Now look at this. The other thing that we can learn from that name. Not only that name reveals his personality, but also his name reveals his purpose. What is the purpose of Jesus Christ? What is the purpose of the Father, God the Father, by sending his son Jesus Christ here on earth? There's only one purpose. And no doubt, that purpose of the Lord is to save sinners like you and me. To save sinners like you and me. I like how Dr. Luke describes it in in chapter 18, verse 4. He says, the Spirit of the Lord is on me. Because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom to the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind and to set and to set the oppressed free that's the only sole purpose of Jesus Christ i got all i got this every every day every single day we're being chained up every single day of all of these like um we're being chained up by um we're being slaved Okay, we're being slaved every single day by a lot of sorts of sins that we commit. Um, lustful thoughts, pornography, everything that you can think of right now. Envy, a lot of things. Gossips and everything. Every single day, we're being chained up every single day in our lives. We're battling against what? Against the spirit of darkness. But the only purpose of Jesus Christ is to break every single chain of your life. Every single chain of my life. I have a lot of sins that I deal with every single day in my life. And I come here almost every single day at church. Okay? Every single day. We're dragging this. We're chained up. And I don't know what is your chains. Or what are your chains. I don't know. But if you have something that you're struggling with. All these chains... The, the, the name of God is the only way to break every chain that you have. And we are not supposed to live Christians as chained Christians. Are there any such, um, how do you call it, Christians that are chained Christians, Pastor Dave? We're not supposed to. Because Jesus can set you free. If you gave your life to Jesus, he can set you free. But from time to time, we're still trying to drag that chains wherever we go every single day now if when you say this remind yourself that jesus can break that chain in your life whatever that is believe me because that's the only purpose of jesus christ why he came here on earth to break every chain of your life that's the only purpose that's it and everything will follow to break every chain Regardless how many chains you have in your life. The name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain in our lives. Please remind yourself with that. We're lost. We're condemned. But because of Jesus, we can be free again. 
Hebrews 9.22, in fact, we have law requires that nearly everything be cleansed with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no what? There is no forgiveness. As I have told you earlier, as I've mentioned it earlier, only Jesus, only the blood of Jesus can break every chain in our lives. Galatians 1.4, who gave himself for us. Again, listen to me. Who gave himself for us? To rescue us from the present evil age according to the will of our God and Father. Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ and, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I, I, like, I like prepositions. This is one of the, of the hardest, um, one of the hardest things for us um, Filipinos, I would say, to learn in school, the grammar, the, the prepositions for, in, on, to, and stuff like that. But here I have learned this. Galatians 1.4, the proposition is this, for our sins. In Galatians 2.20, the proposition being used there is that he gave himself for me, like very personal. Very, very personal. For me. And you can claim it. Very personal. It can be yours. Okay? Again, again the question is, are you going to run to him? He's your strong tower. Um, <clears throat> who, who among you here watch um, NBA? Anybody? No? Maybe only Herms. I watch NBA from time to time. Okay? I follow some of those guys that I really like. I love to play basketball as well. But anyway, if you have, if you know, I don't know if you have heard this name, Jonathan Isaac. Have you heard that name? Jonathan Isaac, he is, oh, you guys hear that. Okay, he's only 6'11". He is one of the stars from the team Orlando Magic, Right? He's really good. Okay? Now, listen to this. Social, social justice has been one of the most important elements of the NBA's return this season of the year. As players were committed to using their platform to, to enact positive change. Throughout the, the first two days of games, every team that played knelt for the national anthem while wearing a Black Lives mother shirt as a form of silent protest. There was only one holdout. And guess what? Orlando Magic forward Jonathan Isaac neither knelt nor wore a Black Lives Matter shirt instead of standing for, for, for the anthem while wearing his jersey. He cited gospel as his explanation during his post-game media. He said, I believe that black lives matter. Oh, I forgot to tell you. Jonathan Isaac, he's a black guy. If you're wondering. He's a black guy. 
I did not feel like putting that shirt on and kneeling and kneeling went hand in hand with supporting black lives, he said. I believe that for myself. My life has been supported by gospel, by Jesus Christ, and everyone is made in the image of God and that we all forge through God's glory. So I felt like I wanted to take a stand on. We all make mistakes, but I think that the gospel of Jesus Christ is, is that there is grace for us and that Jesus came and died for our sins and, and that if we all come to an understanding of that and that God wants us to have a relationship with us, he said. I think when you look around, racism is not the only thing that plagues our society, that plagues our nation, that plagues our world. And I think coming together on that message that we want to get passed on, not only racism, but everything that plagues us as a society, I feel like that the answer to that is the gospel, the Lord Jesus Christ. Coming from the mouth of a black guy who is only 22 years old, ordained minister of his church. The only black guy so far who got the heart, who is super bold to stand for the truth. And he is true indeed. Jesus is the answer. Jesus alone is the answer of all of these that we face. Think about it. Racism, Jesus is the answer. Pornography, or whatever, Jesus is the answer. Number three, we have abundant security in his name because it reveals his power. Not just his personality, not just his purpose, but number three, it reveals his power. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6, very clear. It says, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called what? Wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. We can run to him for safety because he's what? He's wonderful. We can run to him for safety because he's what? Wonderful counselor. And he's what? He's mighty God. He's very, very powerful. He created you and me. He created the universe. So that is enough reason for us to to run to him for safety. And it also says here, he's our everlasting father. He's a very loving, compassionate, everlasting father. And this is, and the last adjective here is this. He is our prince of peace. On earth, I don't know where we can find peace. That's why the Bible is telling us he is the prince of peace. Authorities maybe sometimes can give us peace. Okay, the peace and order system in America is pretty good. That could give us a temporary kind of peace. But listen to this. Jesus is the prince of peace. Point two of our outline. Not just his name is our abundant security. 
but his name is our assured victory. Now I'm talking about us now. What is the benefit that we can get out of it if we run to the Lord? It says here, we are safe. The righteous runs to it and are safe. The second adjective here, are safe. That is assured victory. The victory that we can enjoy because there's no greater place, no greater place that is safe than running to the Lord. Ecclesiastes chapter 2, King Solomon mentioned this. He elaborated everything. He said, all of these are meaningless. If you are looking for something, if you are looking for satisfaction in your life, if you are looking for safety in your life, all of these are meaningless. Believe me, I've been there. He said, is it laughter? Is it drinking? Is it self-accomplishment? Is it the materials or the stuff that we have? Is it money? Is it entertainment or, or, or hard work? Is it? He said, Solomon described them all as meaningless. They're rubbish. Those will not give you safety. Those will not give you protection. Only Jesus, only in the name of Jesus, we can find divine protection. Okay? Only in Jesus. Talking about protection. Americans... Not just here in America, but all over the world, even in the Philippines. As poor as we are, well, there are a lot of rich people there too. But we all need protection. And that's the reason why here in America, we got a lot of insurances. Auto insurance, house insurance, what else? Dental, eyes, what else that we can, that we have here in America? Boat, a lot. Well, your farm, you, sh- you can get it insured. And everything, you can almost get a lot of insurances. But hey, look at this. Funny, unusual insurances in America. I don't know if, that, if you have heard about this. It's just so funny. I can't just believe it. These are exist, really. But here it is. Funny, unusual insurances in America. Believe it or not, here are most bizarre <laughs> Where these insurance policies we can learn? Number one, wedding insurance. So, if it primarily protects against financial losses, if you need to, can, to, to cancel the event due to a natural disaster or personal tragedy, like death in a family, in the family, something like that. Number two, change of heart, or AKA, cold feet. You can get insurance that, with that. Number three, this is so strange. Alien abduction insurance. How among you have one like that? Or who knows? You, you can get abducted by an, I don't know, by an alien. You can, you can actually get an insurance like that. The other one, lottery insurance. Or multiple birth insurance. Or bed bug insurance. <laughs> bed bug insurance, yes. You can get that one. Come on, you, you live in America. <laughs> the other thing, food truck insurance. But this is a really strange. I told Pastor Dave about it. Pastor Dave should have gotten this. Body part insurance for your hair, he said. 
body part insurance. What? <laughs> I could have applied for my height, I guess, but I think it's too late. Other thing here, chicken insurance. Why do you want chicken insurance? But this is the, this is the best. Insurance against death by laughter. So when you go to a comedy show, make it sure you have one like that. You can get all covered. You can laugh to death and get covered. It's crazy. But the name, we have assured victory in the name of Jesus because number one, it reveals protection. It reveals protection. Um. Um, it's, so, it's so nice when you think about it because the protection that we can get out of it is so easy. The key here is to run to the Lord. And then this kind of protection is a divine protection that we can get. And guess what? It is free. You don't have to call. Long phone calls to set up your insurances. You don't have to meet an insurance agent and discuss with it. No hassles at all. God is just telling us we just have to run to the Lord. You just had to, to, to do your part. And the, the key here is that run. That's it. Run to the Lord and God can give you his divine protection. And not only that, but also his name reveals his provision. Okay? Now you're protected and, this, and then what? The good thing about, about God, about Jesus, is this. His name reveals provision. Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. It talks about it. And God is able to bless you abundantly. Now look at this. Abundantly. It talks about the provision of God, not just for yourself to give. This is not just all yours. The reason why God is blessing us abundantly, it is because he wanted us to share it with other people. I was like, oh yeah. When I researched the word abundantly, I was like, why is this abundantly? I am really abundantly blessed. <laughs> Think about it. Ask yourself, I am really abundantly blessed. And then when I studied the word, and then I learned that God bless you abundantly so that you can share it with other people. And this is the reason why Calvary, we send support to Nicaragua, to the Philippines. We support other um, um, groups here in Fargo-Moorhead. Why? Because Calvary are blessed abundantly by the Lord. Amen? So that's the reason why we can share our resources. Because we are blessed abundantly by the Lord. Look at, listen to this. It says here, So that in all things... At all times. Listen to this. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 8. The word all. I was like, is all plural or singular? What is it? Is it is all plural or singular? Plural? Singular? <laughs> okay, I gotta tell you. The word all is Singular, not plural. See? That's why the word is using all things. You can, you, can, uh, you, um, you can enumerate all those things. That's why all things. You can enumerate all of those. And the word of God says all things at all times. And then you will abound in every good work. 
No, I skip one. This is how it goes. All things, all times have been all that you need. All that you need. It's so crazy when you think about it. It reveals his provision. All things, all times, all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Oh, last one. It reveals his promise. Now we can eat lunch. It reveals his promise. It reveals his protection, his provision. Last one, finally. It reveals his promise. There are three promises that I listed here. Number one, from Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 8. The Lord himself goes before you and he will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. That's the promise of God's presence to be with you. And that is exactly what Matthew chapter 1, verse 23 is saying. Jesus, Emmanuel, God is what? God is with us. That's the promise of God's presence in our lives. Wherever you go, as long as you have that relationship with Jesus, I want you guys, if you, don't have, if you haven't decided to have that relationship, personal relationship with Jesus, by saying, Lord, I want you to be in my life. I want, you, I want to have a relationship with you. God is saying, I'm going to be with you. That's the promise of God for you and for me. I'm going to be with you for the rest of your life. And number two, from Psalm chapter 37, verses 23 to 24, it says, The Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. Though he may stumble, we stumble sometimes, right? Though he may stumble, he will not fall. For the Lord what? For the Lord upholds him with his what? With his hand. That's the promise of God's what? Help. God's help is always there, available 24-7. Again, what we need to do is to run to the Lord. And number three, the promise of God's care. Matthew chapter 11, verses 20 to 29. Come to me, he said, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me. Uh, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and, uh, and you will find rest. For your souls. Isn't it amazing? God is so amazing. God is so amazing. Now, so his name is our assured victory. Because his name reveals his protection. It reveals his provision. And it reveals his promise. I would like to end this with a story. So, the Toronto Ward Museum tells us the story of a 19th 19th century man named Aisapu Musika. He is more commonly known as Crowfoot. He was the chief of the Siksika Indian tribe. He was known for his peaceful relations with Canada during a time of great violence. When the Canadian Pacific Railroad was being built and they needed to, to, to build part of it on his land, the Canadian government approached Crowfoot with an offer. They said, if you will give us the land we need for the railroad, you can ride it whenever 
and whatever you want. So a lifetime passed for Crewfoot. So they made a deal. They finished the Canadian Pacific Railroad and Crewfoot received a lifetime pass. It was put in a beautiful case. Crewfoot is said to have carried that case around his neck for the rest of his life. It entitled him to go wherever he wanted, where the railroad could take him. But there was just one problem. As far as we know, Crowfoot never, ever stepped foot on that train. He had the right to travel anywhere he wanted, but he never availed himself of that right. There are a lot of Christians like you and me. Like Crowfoot. We possess God's promises. We quote them. We frame them. We hang them on our walls. But sometimes we never actually make use of them. Social media is one of the best platforms right now. And we use them. But sometimes we never actually make use of them. Charles Spurgeon once said, God never gives us a promise that he does not intend for us to use. So what should, what should you and I do? Read them. Get to know them. And then apply those promises which speak to your current condition, whatever that condition might be. Proverbs 16.20 says, Whoever gives heed to instruction prospers, and blessed is the one who trusts in the name of the Lord. Let's go run to the Lord for safety, because there is power in his name. Heavenly Father, we praise you, Lord, for that great reminder in our lives. We messed up. We're sinners. And we still do commit sins from time to time. And we battle against sins every single day of our lives, Lord. But thank you. Thank you that in your name, in your name, there is power to break that chain. Every chain in our lives, Lord. We're so grateful for you, Father. Lord, help us to avail those promises that you have for us in your word. Help us, Lord, to live in your word. Help us, Father, to use them and to embrace them. Because we know and we believe that you alone is the answer of everything that we face here on earth. We praise you, Father, and we thank you. Bless this congregation, Lord. In your name we pray. 
Amen.